Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. I don't think I ever thought I would be doing an episode called Stop Being Too Nice. But it occurred to me that that's exactly what we need to talk about and why we need to talk about it, which will become completely evident during this episode. I've talked about people pleasers and how much hijackals and other narcissistic folks like people pleasers. But there's a spin on this that's super important to, to, to grasp, and that is that uh, they need, it's more than people-pleasing. We get into the habit of being just too nice. There's nice, which we hope everybody is, and then there's too nice. And uh, you can, when you count more to somebody else than you do to yourself, when you give more to someone else on a regular basis than you do to yourself, I'm not talking about your children, you can be in, in a mode that leans into codependency. And people-pleasing can lead there, but so can being too nice. And other people's opinions matter more to you than your own opinion of yourself. And so you... You get smaller, you just recede, you conflate, and you keep being so nice. Now, I'm sure that your mother, father, just like mine did, told me, you know, to be nice, always be nice. But did it, Has they, have you ever thought about whether they were really telling you to be too nice, to suppress yourself, to not speak up, to not have an opposing point of view, to not feel that you can ask for what you need and want? That's a big discovery. It takes some self-work to work that through. But too often, we've been told that being nice is such a good thing that we can think the same way we do about most good things. If it's a good thing, then more of it would be even a better thing. And in this case, it simply isn't. And when we respond to a hijackal, my term for these relentlessly difficult people, um, by being nice, it falls right in line with their grooming program. They are so happy that they don't have to push you, prod you, get angry with you insult you in order to get you to be too nice. And they, they do that by making everything your fault, 
by telling you you're to blame for everything, by shaming you, by discounting you, by dismissing you. And you just get nicer and nicer because healthier humans, and I, I break the world down into healthier humans and hijackal humans. Healthier humans are self-aware. They understand that they are in participating in relationships and it makes a difference. What they do or say or don't do and say makes a difference. And they're aware of that. And healthier humans endeavor not to offend. Endeavor not to put other people down. But healthier humans are not afraid to speak up and tell the truth. And if you are around a hijackal, they just want you to be the way they want you to be and take responsibility for everything that ever goes wrong. And now they're, they get you on the run and you start dancing as fast as you can to be who they want you to be. Is that familiar to you? It's important, you know, when I talk about doing your own work. This is part of your own work or my own work is looking at where did I get my responses to life? Where did I get the ideas of what I value? Where did I get my vision for life, for relationships, for my career, for the way I want to be in the world? When you start looking at where these things came from, do they come from a healthy place? Do you come from a healthier, a healthier family? Do you come from a place that allows you to express and experience life fully? Or do you come from somewhere you were suppressed or repressed and eventually depressed? Because that will make a big difference. And if you happen to come from a family background where the latter was true, <clears throat> you weren't allowed to be who you are. If you spoke up, it was seemed to be who asked you. If you got blamed for everything, you may have come from a hijackal family or a family with hijackal tendencies, in which case it'll be built right in that you either should be too nice or too not nice. Because either you become like a hijackal, which is not nice at all, or you become super nice. And you put up a smile on your face, no matter what it is that is going on. And you get used to doing that. And that's why I'm talking tonight about stop peeping too nice, because it encourages hijackals. And it encourages hijackal behavior. And as long as you think something is your fault, the hijackal has you on a downhill run. And they will, they will drop you. They will push you. They will be on your case. And you need to speak up. So as I said, healthier humans versus hijackal humans. <clears throat> Doing your own work. Who taught you to be too nice? Two big things for you to take away from this episode. Get a journal. Write about these things. When I'm working with my clients, I ask them to journal these things. 
lots of things, lots of exercises so that we can get to the depths of where these things came. <clears throat> because if you're in the healthier human world, you know that it's absolutely a great idea to know your values, to learn to set boundaries, to put consequences when boundaries are not managed correctly, to, you know, your rights, you know, your responsibilities, you know, you have the right to speak up and you do it. You have the right to be assertive and you do it. But if you've had some dysfunction in your own family, it's unlikely that those things are abundantly clear to you. So I wanted to bring them up in this episode. Now, <clears throat> there's certain things healthier people can agree on. You know, we can agree on, we can agree that it's possible to disagree in a way that allows for voices to be heard and doesn't cause an argument. It's quite possible. You know, you can voice an opposing point of view and the world doesn't stop turning or no one crunches you under their boot and it doesn't tear anything down. <clears throat> when I'm helping people learn to communicate, I say, oh, I have a few things that I invite people to really look at. One of them is that you can communicate effectively if you follow this idea that the genius of good communication is to be totally kind and totally honest at the same time. So you have to learn to do that. Now, that beautiful statement came from John Powell in a book called The Secret of Staying in Love. Not my statement, but I loved it. I learned it in the 80s, and I thought, that is really a good way to go about things. Learn to be totally kind and totally honest at the same time by learning to communicate effectively. Now, that's part of doing your own work so that you're in the best shape possible. Now, Hijackle doesn't want you to be in good shape because they want to bat you around like a cat toy and make you wrong. But for you to stop being too nice, you need to understand that you need to be able to voice an opposing point of view and not feel as though you don't have any rights. And even though a hijacker won't like it, you still have the right. And that's very important. As I'm going to go on and talk about, there are lots of things a hijacker doesn't like. But if you try to give them all up because a hijacker doesn't like you, there will be none of you left. You will just simply be a completely enabling codependent with no mind of your own. You don't want to go there. You definitely don't want to go there. <clears throat> so healthier people recognize that they can agree without being disagreeable, <clears throat> right? That there are ways that you actually can do that. Now, hijacker doesn't believe that but I hope you do. Another thing healthier people believe is that they understand that conflict happens. You're not going to be able to avoid it your whole life. Conflict is a thing. We have differing points of view. 
we have different values, we have different philosophies, we see the world through different lenses, different perception, and it's, it's an opportunity when conflict happens. It's an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and somebody else by learning to hear and asking questions and engaging in ways that are positive and move things forward, but also knowing that there are certain conflicts that are necessary and don't avoid them. You know, I was thinking about what would be a good example. I was thinking about a client who recently said that her partner wanted her to agree to falsify the IRS documents. I thought, well, there's a good one. You know, that's that's a necessary conflict. No, I won't support you in committing a crime. No, of course, there are many times a day when they ask you to do something that's far less than a crime. But it's a good example, you know, to make a hijackal happy. Would you do something that's absolutely against your values or your beliefs or your culture? Mm. Another thing healthier people do is that they believe in those three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. I talk about it all the time. Equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And you, you don't, if you don't prioritize yourself, much of the time, then you won't have equality. Now, sure, there are times someone's ill, a family member's ill, or something happens, and you choose to give more of yourself to someone than you would on a daily basis, perhaps, because they need it, and you're kind, and you understand, and it's time-bounded, and you love, and you respond. But if someone demanded you to give their all of you to them all of the time, that would be exhausting, and that would be demanding, and that would be a hijackal. A hijackal thinks that he or she is the only person present who deserves all the attention, basically. So they always want to be the one who is winning. I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and I I said something about, uh, oh, I was going to, uh, we're talking to the doctor about a medication, and I was, you know, I was just saying I had, I had some thoughts about it. And within five seconds, I was treated to 20 minutes dissertation on when that person used that medication and what it did to them and all of that. Was it helpful? No. You know why? It's the third time she did it. Right? Um, but that idea that if I, if I want to talk about something, I need to talk about something with a partner, a close friend, or family member, and I want to work something out, and equality doesn't exist. So instead of continuing to help me work something out, they've got to talk all about themselves. It's not going to work very well. 
So healthier people have a sense that they basically take care of themselves, they prioritize themselves, and they they make everything work out in a fair way with other humans. And so there's no resentment. Another thing healthier people do is that they speak up. They can voice their opinions. And that gets tricky when you're with a hijackal because basically they don't care for your opinion, no matter what it is. Why? Because you're taking up their airtime. They don't want you to be using their airtime. But you have a voice, and healthier people speak up when it matters. And they have healthy conflict, and they debate. And then they use a tactic like my personal weather report, where you actually learn to say what's so for you, And to really believe and know that that's quite all right. It's quite all right. You know, when you, in Kaizen for Couples, I wrote two chapters about the personal weather report. If you want the quick and skinny on it, go to personalweatherreport.com. And I put some videos and things there to help you understand why you need to master this. Because it will change everything in the way that you feel about your general interactions and communication with everyone. And it also solves a lot of problems. So you can master the personal weather report and know that you have the right to speak up about what's so for you as long, and that's part of the definition of the personal weather report, as long as you do not speak about another human by name or pronoun. You just speak about yourself. And that can help you become a healthier human. And another thing healthier humans do is they know when it's nice and when it's too nice. They learn to calibrate that. Many times people work with me and they'll say, wow, I was just giving my life away. I really was. And I didn't see it at all. And I wasn't being kind to the other person by giving my life away. I was being very unkind to myself. And it's okay to take care of yourself. That's what you're in the world to do, is to be a fully functioning human who is not torn down, worn down, put down by some hijackal who needs someone to be their scapegoat. But they can make you into that feeling of worthlessness very, very quickly. We don't want that. So stop being too nice. Start to look at how where it's nice and where it's too nice. And I'll give you some examples. I wrote down four of them for you. Too nice is an obligation to please others. Not your job. You do you. You communicate in ways that are kind and honest at the same time. You use the personal weather report. And you don't have an obligation to please other people. It's just not your thing. That's not what you're here to do, is to please others. Being too nice can turn into, I don't matter. Everybody matters more than I do. Being too nice can turn into backing down just because the other person reacted poorly 
to your being honest. And then you go into two nights. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. Silly me, what was I thinking? How can I make it up to you? And if any of that that I just said has become part of your vocabulary, have a look at, have you been taught or are you functioning in a way that really is just too nice? Now, the other side of too nice, what do hijackles do that are too nice? I bet you got it right away. Love bombing. They appear to be too nice. The beginning of your relationship. Everything you ever wanted in a partner pops out of them. They're deeply into you. They're taking you places you want to go. They're bringing you things. They're spending long evenings lost in your eyes, wanting to hear your opinions. Everything you ever wanted. And you know it's short-lived. Because as soon as they get you, then... Excuse me, what wonderful timing. (laughs) As soon as they get you, and I wrote a chapter on that in my book, Escaping the Hijackal Trap, as soon as they get you into their realms, doing what they want you to do, then they don't love bomb you anymore. Oh, no, that's over. The next time you'll see them being too nice is when they really want something or they're afraid you're going to leave them. And then they get too nice too fast. And it's horrible. So they... They then use this love bombing as, you know, it's fake. You know, it's also future faking. You know, it's manipulative. You know, that is, it's gaslighting. You know, all these things. And yet you're so desperate to hear them. But once you've had that, once you've had a hijackle in your life, hopefully you see all those things as red flags. And a few other thoughts. You're too nice when you start agreeing with people, even when you don't. You know what one is the most wonderful antidote for that is somebody says something you don't agree with, and you respond with, you could be right. On some distant planet, you could be right. But hijackals don't get, don't care. All they want to be is right. So when you even partially affirm that they could be right, they're often running. They feel they're agreed with. But as a healthier human, if you start agreeing with people, even though you don't agree with them, have a good look at that behavior. Why are you doing it? Is it out of fear? And what fear is that? How far are you willing to go with that? Or do you need help to figure out what's going on and turn it around, go in another direction? Healthier people, as I said earlier, they put others ahead of themselves. And too often, they don't have it calibrated incorrectly. So everybody's drama is more important than theirs. Everybody's needs are more important than theirs. Everybody's immediacy is more important than theirs. 
You have to be very careful with that. Or, or you can end up doing things that don't interest you, that don't that waste your time, that have no value to you. Just because you said you would, because someone wanted you to make them a priority. Now, again, I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about adults. And that's important to know. If you can't say to an adult, no, I wouldn't like to do that, without having the sky fall in, then you really need to have a look at that relationship. Because that person doesn't respect you. person who respects you respects your autonomy to tell the truth. No, I wouldn't like to do that. I hope you enjoy doing it, but I wouldn't like to do it. And it's all good. But a person who doesn't respect your autonomy, they want to tell you, well, if you really cared about me, you would do it. That's manipulative. Don't get into those places. But if you're being too nice, hmm, you can end up doing things you don't want. And as I said, those things have no value to you. You have no interest in them. And they waste your time. And then you might start to feel resentment. Another thing you might do if you're too nice is you will fail to speak up when something is important to you. You'll get in the habit of, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It'll only cause a fight. It'll only be a problem. It'll create a difficulty. I, I'd rather just spare myself the whole thing. No, I agree. Those are good thoughts. But if you had to have them, you're, you need some help. Because those, are, those good thoughts about a dysfunctional relationship need some good strategies for moving away from them. And then if you live with resentment, which you will, if you live with resentment, you may even feel that you're not nice because you live with resentment. I've had clients who say, well, you know, I feel terrible that I really can't take six months to go and do that for that person, but I really can't do it. And I, I, really, I really resent being asked. I really resent being put in that position, but I must be a terrible person for not saying yes to them. And there you go, right? You live with resentment, and then you think the resentment you have shows that you're not nice enough. Isn't that curious? But I've heard that so much, and I understand it. When you have resentment, take it out and have a look at it. Take it out and journal it. Get some help with it. Resentment tells you that something's off balance. There's unfairness or unjustness. And that lack of justice needs to be figured out. Is it true? Is it honest? Is it lopsided? It's an invitation to look at it. But hijackles love people who are too nice. They love people who are too nice. They really do. Because then they know, without any question, they know they can use them, they can abuse them, 
They can manipulate them. They can future fake with that. You know, that's, oh, well, one day we'll buy a house in south of France and move there and it'll be fabulous. And the and as a partner of one of those people, you think, oh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Well, that's not why the hijackle future fakes you. It's to get you off your off their back for a minute. They have no intention of buying a house and living in the south of France. But if it'll keep you hooked for a little longer, they'll do it. I did an episode or two on future faking. So if you're not familiar with it, I invite you to have a look there. What else will they do? They'll gaslight. They'll command. They'll demand. They'll control. They'll discount. They'll discard. They'll dismiss. They'll devalue you. That's what they will do. And all because at some point in your life, somebody told you that you should be nice. And that if you went the extra mile, that's nice. And if you gave people the benefit of doubt, that's nice. And then somehow it got scrunched into, well, I always have to go the extra mile and give the benefit of the doubt because I want to be really nice. And then you get used and abused and manipulated. So this episode is a call for you to think about where did you give up? And where can you give up? Can you give up the idea that you are supposed to be 100% responsible for someone to whom you did not give birth? Can you give up the idea that other people should be allowed to abuse you and you should find a way to make it okay? The fact they're having a bad day or they're having a bad year or they're having a bad lifetime is not a good enough reason for them to abuse you. And you being too nice is not going to help. <clears throat> so when you, when you start realizing that you may have been groomed to be too nice, and therefore the hijackle saw you coming and went, yay, I don't have to work too hard for this one. When you're recovering from being with a hijackle, then you want to really look at the dividing place between nice and too nice so that you're not a sitting duck for another one. And that's where you do your work. That's where it's so, so important because there is a spot. There is a sweet spot of being nice. There is a sweet spot for going the extra mile for people you love, not for people who demand that you do. There is a sweet spot for giving someone the benefit of the doubt and lifting them up, but not because they do it all the time and they demand that you do. And you want to be in the healthier human category. You do not want to be responding to or in the hijackal human category. So just journal all about where, where do I stand? on the differences between nice and too nice. Where am I giving away my soul and not having a life of my own? Not being who I am 
because I'm being too nice and giving it all to someone else. And I hope that'll stimulate your thinking. And until we meet again, take very good care of yourself as you think about this, because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity Podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with one or five dollars each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.